Welcome to An Amber A Day, the podcast all about functional nutrition for PCOS. I'm Amber Fisher, a certified nutrition specialist and licensed dietitian nutritionist, and I have training in functional medicine. I also have PCOS, and on this podcast, we discuss PCOS in depth, the nutrition strategies for it, as well as the realities of living with it and making this lifestyle work. For further guidance and meal plan support, you can check out the show notes for links to my PCOS courses and programs. And if this podcast helps you, please do me a favor and leave me a review. Thank you so much for being here. Let's get into today's episode. You're listening to An Amber A Day, the functional nutrition podcast, and I'm Amber Fisher. So today I wanted to talk about New Year's. Let's talk about New Year's. So I know that the holiday season is rapidly approaching its end and the final days of 2018 are upon us and all of us, myself included, are feeling uh, bloated and probably a little constipated. And we all just need a fresh start, do we not? So I want to talk about how do you do that in the right way. Give you some nutritionist tips for how to start the year off right. So let's start by talking about things you shouldn't do with the new year. Uh, First of all, what I would not plan to do would be a crash diet. And a crash diet is something that you've probably seen on different magazines or tabloids. I won't name names, but there's a certain women's tabloid magazine that is always coming up with some crazy diet. Um, I've seen the grapefruit-only diet. I've seen the soup-only diet. Um, What other stuff have I seen? I've seen some crazy stuff. Oh, chocolate only, or I don't know if you've heard of this diet where you can eat as much as you want, but you can only eat one different thing. Like, so you can eat as much chocolate as you want, for example, but that's the only thing you can eat on this diet. Those would be uh, examples of an unhealthy way to start the new year. Yes, you will probably lose a bunch of weight, uh, but it'll be done in an unhealthy way. But I want to talk about this term crash diets because I think this term is applied way too liberally now by people who are looking to make money or develop fame off of this idea that diets in general are so unhealthy. So yes, I'm a nutritionist, uh, but I have a lot of, you know, I I know a lot of nutritionists or I follow certain ones who are kind of like this. It's this idea that, you know, nutrition should be a lifestyle and we shouldn't diet. We should just live a certain way in a balanced way and um, we shouldn't limit ourselves to these different things. You know, there's some value in that approach, and I appreciate pieces of it. For example, I do think that healthy nutrition should be a lifestyle. However, there's nothing wrong with using an exciting diet as long as it's a overall a healthy diet and something that you you know that you're excited about to kind of get you going. Like I think there's nothing wrong with starting the new year off with something that would be hard for you. 
you know, like giving up certain food groups that maybe you know don't sit well with you or that are typically inflammatory. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Just because everybody else around you is going to say, well, that's crazy. That's a crash diet. Uh, doesn't mean it actually is. If it's a diet that gets you to eat a lot more vegetables than you're used to, then I don't care how difficult and quote-unquote unsustainable it is. It's good for you. And I think long-term, if we do a lot of these different kinds of things and force ourselves out of our comfort zone, we actually develop new habits. So this is something, it's a personal soapbox for me because I'm tired of people saying that that we shouldn't get involved in these kinds of things. Uh, for ex- A good example would be the Whole30. I've done several Whole30s in my life. Is it the way I eat on a daily basis? No, it's not. But you know, there's nothing wrong with taking yourself out of your comfort zone and trying new things and developing new habits. And one great thing that the Whole30 has done for me as a person is it's gotten me away from focusing on grains and dairy and stuff in my cooking and gotten me to focus more on healthy options like vegetables and fruits and whole foods and things like that. It's gotten me away from packaged foods into more unprocessed foods. And that's something that I probably never would have done if it hadn't been for me doing a Whole30 because the, the idea of a Whole30 appealed to me because it was so different from what I was used to doing. And at the time, it seemed completely unsustainable for me long term. But the longer that I'm in this nutrition field, the longer I do things like this, little um, detoxes and stuff like that, the more I eat closer to that on a regular basis. So I think there's something to that. I mean, we have, to, we have to realize that just because something's hard doesn't mean it's a crash diet. Okay, so I'm off my soapbox. So what's the difference between a crash diet and just a diet? If it seems unhealthy, it probably is. So we're talking um, only eating one food group for an entire week or two weeks or whatever. Only having grapefruit or grapefruit juice. That's obviously not healthy because you need a balance of different foods from different food categories to get all your nutrition in. And, you know, some people say, well, well, isn't that the same thing? Because if you limit, if you cut out dairy, then you're not getting one of the food groups. Or if you cut out grains, you're not getting one of the food groups and you're missing out on uh, calcium or you're missing out on um, different minerals and things like that or fiber. Well, the truth is that vegetable matter, plant foods contain way more of the nutrients that we need, like calcium and uh, fiber and all that kind of stuff, than grains or dairy do. And so we actually don't have a real big human physiological need for those things. So those are things that we're good with cutting out. Now, a diet uh, that has you cut out all vegetables, that's going to be a diet that I wouldn't say is a good idea to go on and that wouldn't be sustainable. So, you know, a carnivorous diet. And I'm not talking keto because keto can be done in a healthy way. It can be done with plenty of, of plant matter. So, but be careful, you know, in that realm because the keto realm does have some people in it who advocate for such a high fat lifestyle that they don't want to do any vegetable carbohydrates and that is just too much. So avoid these kind of really crazy crash diets but I do think that in order to start the new year off right we've got to have something that we're excited about. So I know for me 
I don't get excited about a new diet unless it's something that's got a definite beginning and end, and it's something that is going to be difficult. So I like a challenge. Um, I'm a competitive person. I'm you might call me a type A person, I don't know. But I mean, I'm a I'm a small business owner. I'm an independent practitioner, so obviously I'm going to be a little bit type A. But I like a challenge and I I uh, really love the feeling of doing something that everybody says is too hard and can't be done because I'm going to prove them wrong, right? So I look for things that, for me, are very outside my comfort zone. And back in the day, that used to be things like um, there's a 21-day diet where you don't have any added sugar, right? That would have been way outside my comfort zone uh, several years ago. And today, that's pretty much how I eat. But back then... That was really crazy, you know, and people were like, what? You can't have this. You can't have that. Same thing with Whole30. You know, Whole30 doesn't seem crazy to me at all now. It seems like a perfectly healthy option for people. But back then, it seemed totally crazy. And people were like, what? You're not going to have cheese? Just this one time, have some of the cheesecake. You know, they're they're always trying to get you to eat the stuff that you're not supposed to have. I don't know why people love to sabotage other people. It... If you're listening to this, you're probably, you know, interested in starting a New Year's resolution. And one of the things that you're going to be concerned about is if I do something like the Whole30, for example, that has a certain beginning and end date and you're supposed to be strong throughout, no cheats or anything like that, how am I going to do that if I have this party or that party or this work get together or that work get together or this luncheon or that luncheon, whatever it may be, you know the stuff that's coming up and you know you're going to be tempted and you know that people are going to try to tempt you. And my advice to you on that is just give up on this idea that you're going to make other people understand or appreciate what you're going through. They, If they're not doing it themselves, they're not going to care. And if they do care, it's only going to be to try to sabotage you and tell you that what you're doing is either crazy or ridiculous or that you can cheat just this one time, just a little bit isn't going to hurt, right? But you've set a goal for yourself, And you told yourself you were going to do this program and you're going to see it through. So see it through. Don't worry about skipping something. If people are like, oh, you're offending, I don't know, whoever it is because you're not having a piece of her special famous cake, you know, too bad. I mean, what what the heck does it matter? This, This really bugs me. But what in the world does it matter if I don't want to eat a piece of somebody's cake? Welcome to the Alchemy of Natural Healing. I'm your host, Laurel Dewey. True healing is an alchemical process, meaning it must transform you on all levels, body, mind, and spirit. What affects one affects all three. True healing is one of the hardest journeys you'll ever travel, but it's one of the most rewarding and fulfilling when you get to meet yourself for the first time. If you're ready to take that journey, let's get started. You know, it's just, it's my choice not to eat it. Let's not let ourselves get peer pressured into eating stuff that we don't even want or that takes us out from our goal. January is the perfect month to think about yourself. All year long, you're thinking about other people. You're trying to make other people happy. In January, start focusing on yourself. Make yourself happy. And 
To do that, a lot of times we have to delay our gratification until later so we can fit into that dress or whatever the motivation is. So how do you do the new year right? You know, we've talked about how to do it wrong. How do you do it right? Well, we're talking about doing something that is exciting to you. So get out there. There's so many programs out there. So many programs. There's a lot of online programs. Um, There's a lot of free programs out there. But I would say, just from personal experience and professional experience, that if you put some money into something, you're more likely to do it and be successful. Just because you know that you spent that money on it, you're going to want to make sure you get your money's worth, right? It's useful sometimes to spend a little bit on ourselves. So take some of that Christmas money that you got or some of the money that you got um, returning gifts maybe. And instead of buying something with those gift cards, you know, spend it on groceries and take the difference and put it into a program for yourself. So there's a lot of different options out there and you have to know what's best for you. For me personally, I've got two options for people. Well, actually, I have more than two options, but you know, I've got an online program that I'm working on that actually is going to launch in just a couple of weeks, um, right before New Year's, and it's a four-week detox. And I'm really excited about it. It's going to be online only, but it's going to be very guided. There's going to be videos and emails and things like that to keep you motivated. You've got that option if that's something that you think will work for you. Um, The weakness of that is that you don't have that one-to-one accountability. So if you're a person who needs one-to-one accountability in order to stick it through for the whole month, then it's a good idea to find a local nutritionist and get on one of their programs so that you have somebody that can hold you accountable. So for me, I've got a five-week weight loss program that's very effective, and um, it has set people off on... Um, huge changes that have become lifelong changes for many of my clients. So it's definitely not just a five-week thing, but it gets you going in the right direction. And it's structured and all that, and you've got accountability every week. You come in and see me and, and all that. So those options do exist out there. And I think it pays right now, while it's what maybe you've got a little time off coming up or something, to start thinking about what are you going to do. Because here's my keys for how to do the new year right. The first thing, find something exciting for you. The second thing, prepare. So if you get to January 1st and your goal is, I'm going to lose weight, that's such a vague goal. You're never going to meet it because you don't have set parameters. You've got to set parameters for your goal. So you've got to say, I'm going to lose two pounds a week or I'm going to lose 10 pounds or whatever it may be. And be realistic with yourself. So I'll tell you a realistic weight loss goal, um, depending on how much you have to lose, if you have a substantial amount to lose, is anywhere from two, maybe, maybe three pounds in a week, um, depending on how much you have to lose. And if you've got you know less than 20 pounds to lose, then one pound a week is pretty uh, sustainable. So... Set a specific goal for yourself and be prepared for what that goal is going to look like. And then say to yourself, okay, so my goal is I'm going to lose a pound a week, for example. How am I going to do that? You know, what program is going to get me there? What program is going to take me there? And make sure that you've got that program and it's already been purchased. You've already got 
all the things you need for it. So with my four-week detox, for example, you'll get grocery lists and meal plans and all that so that you can start preparing in advance. And then you need to go grocery shopping. Have all your stuff ready January 1st. Have your alarms set if you need to set alarms for working out. Have your shopping done. Have everything ready so that when the new year comes, you have no excuses. You've already bought all the stuff and you just got to do it. And um, meditate on that goal. People have different ways that they like to meditate on things. Some people actually meditate. Some people pray. Some people write things down and put them on the mirror. Whatever works for you is fine. But be thinking about that goal and focus on it because there are going to be times when you are going to want to let go of that goal for the momentary pleasure of eating something you're not supposed to or um, relaxing after a long day instead of going on a walk. Whatever it may be. You're going to have those temptations and the key is to push through the temptations because if you do that, you retrain your brain and that's what's so great about New Year's resolutions, about January's. It gives you a chance to retrain your brain. So I don't know where we've gotten into this mindset as a country where a lot of people are very anti-resolutions because they say, well, you know, most people abandon their New Year's resolutions by February. Yeah, that's true. People don't have to be you. You can prove most people wrong, you know? You've got the chance to do something big here, to make big changes, and to get started in the right direction. And I think there's nothing wrong with that. The key is learning to meditate on your goals and put those goals first before momentary gratification. And if you can do that, then you can do that all year long. So January is a great time to get started, I think. So meditate on your goals and then maybe have, be prepared with a reward for yourself. So after you get done with January, for example, you should reward yourself with a little something. Maybe you've got uh, a dress or something that you want to fit into, or maybe you take yourself shopping, buy a new outfit because you're a new size, whatever it may be. My one suggestion would be you can get into tricky territory psychologically if you reward yourself with food. So... I wouldn't say go out and have a big blowout cheat meal day where you eat everything in sight because you you did it. You did January. What I would say is it's perfectly okay to have a moderate meal that includes some of the things that you've eliminated. You know, if you're cutting out dairy and you're cutting out grains, be okay to have a piece of cheesecake or to have some bread or something like that. But prepare for that as well. Have yourself in your mind, you're meditating, you're motivating yourself onto that goal for the end of the month. So you know that when the end of the month comes, this is exactly what you're going to eat. So, and I would say that should even be separate from the reward that you give to yourself. So I think you should always have a reward that's non-food related. So if it's clothing or if it's taking photos or whatever it may be, whatever's going to keep you motivated throughout the month, but do that. And then, you know, when you get done with that four weeks, you can say, okay, I'm going to have a little something, a little treat, something I haven't eaten in a while, but do not go overboard. And this is really the key because everybody thinks that they are going to not fall off the wagon when they have that big cheat day 
Everyone thinks they can handle it and get right back on, but I'm telling you, psychologically, you can't handle it. I've known very few people who can do the all-day Saturday cheating with all the alcohol and all that stuff and then get right back on the ball on Sunday. Most people, it takes at least a few days, if not even a whole week or never, to get back on the ball. And I think that's why people fall off of their resolutions by February. I think, first of all, sometimes they set their goal, they set their aims too high. And second of all, they just, they don't think ahead. So my last tip is make a plan for afterwards. So yes, your New Year's resolution is to lose 10 pounds in January. That's a great resolution. How are you going to do that? What's your plan? What's your exciting thing that you're going to give yourself afterwards? But then what are you going to do after January? right? Are you going to stick with this new diet that you've been doing? If you've been on like an elimination diet, are you going to do that for another month? Or are you going to try to find a more balanced approach? What are you going to do afterwards? And that's really the key because if you have a goal to lose more than 10 pounds, which most people do, you're going to have to be working on this longer than just January. You need to commit And so if you're going to commit, you need to have a plan. And that plan has to be something that you can do all year long. So yes, do something fun, get excited, do something crazy in January, retrain your brain, but then come up with a plan that you're going to follow afterwards that's going to be sustainable and realistic. And if you get to the end of January and you think, I don't know if I can do this anymore, um, think about finding a nutritionist who's local to you that you can go into for accountability. You know, a lot of nutritionists, myself included, will see you even if you're not uh, technically on their plans just to weigh you in, measure you, give you encouragement and probably suggest if you're on something unhealthy, obviously we'll, we will try to <laughs> help you change that. But accountability is key. It's huge. Maybe find a friend or somebody who you can be accountable with, but be careful with that because a lot of times friends will sabotage each other too. So I hope that you all take my advice to heart and do it. I, I hate to see people work so hard and then let it all go to waste. So I don't think that we need to be discouraged and say that resolutions don't work and so we shouldn't do them. I've known plenty of people who have had New Year's resolutions that turned into life-changing things. So I know you can do it. I know it's going to be hard. It's not going to be easy, but you can handle it. And I want to um, remind y'all that uh, I am doing a four-week guided detox. It's an online program, so uh, you can do it from anywhere. And if you're interested in that, I'm actually still creating that. So um, I'm taking pre-orders on it right now. And I'm looking for a group of people to be the first cohort in this. Uh, Right now I'm running it at a very, very discounted rate of $99, which it's about, for everything you get with it, it's about a $500 value. So you get weekly meal plans, weekly grocery lists, you get weekly videos, you get daily emails, you get um, a guide on how to do it. I mean, it's very all-inclusive, but I'm offering it at that discounted rate because uh, it's the first time that I'm running it, and I want uh, some people to try it out for me and see it in action. So if you want to be one of those first people to test something new come January, let me know. You can send me an email, amberfishernutrition at gmail.com. And remember, Fisher is spelled F-I-S-C-H-E-R. And I can get you going with that. 
Also, if you're local to San Antonio, I've got a five-week weight loss program. First consult on that is complimentary, so you can also email me or give me a call, 210-391-6790, if you would like to have more information on that. And finally, if you all uh, have questions, nutrition questions that you'd like for me to answer on air, please send me an email at anamberadaypodcast at gmail.com, and I'd be happy to answer those on the air. If you can leave a review, please leave it, and hopefully you will leave a five-star review. I would appreciate that, and that just helps me get this podcast out there to the world. So thank you all for listening to me, and uh, I hope you have a very good rest of the last couple weeks here of the holiday season, and enjoy your time with your families, and uh, I will see you in January with some great podcasts on diets. If you learned something today or you enjoyed today's episode or both, I'd love it if you would leave me an iTunes review and share this with a friend. If this brought up a question for you that you would like to hear me answer, there is a Google form that you can use to ask me any question you want, and I might answer it here on the podcast. I do it all the time, and I would love to hear from you. Thanks so much for listening. See you next time.